The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power, power. And my cheese toasty. <laughs> Good work. G'day everyone and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast. Coming to you live on Port Fan Radio. Uh, joining me this evening is uh, Portia. How are you? I am fantastic, Mecca. How are you? Croaky as all hell. <laughs> Struggling uh, to talk, but that's all right. Here we are. Well, Pushing I'll through just, like a champion. I'm eating a very dry toasted cheese sandwich uh, as we do this podcast, so um, I'll try not to imagine what it feels like. Mm. My, uh, my throat is uh, swelling up. Um, just hearing that right now. Okay. I'll keep it further from the mic. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> so what we're going to do tonight, uh, following on from our first draft talk last week, is talk about, um, I guess, half the uh, South Australian young hopefuls in this year's draft pool, uh, where we think they're going to go, um, the port standard charts, how might they affect Port Adelaide, all that sort of stuff. Um but first things first, I want to get your thoughts on the South Australian draft crop this year as a whole, Portia. What, where do you think they sit in terms of previous years and in terms of uh, the draft as a whole? I really feel... Look, I honestly think if it was... If the Crows or Port Adelaide were directly reliant on on South Australia-based players being good, then we would have something happening. Because I think, really, when you look at the draft crop, it just seems to be getting worse every year compared to the other states, you know? Yeah. Um, the, the even the, the good players that come through, they're getting through just on talent, like pure talent. Um, you know, we've got talk, talking up something like Ben Jarman, like Ben Jarman, he's got excellent skills, but he's not an AFL. I mean, he might be an AFL footballer, I suppose, on a fringe level. Um, our top guys, someone like Will Hayward, who, I mean, he'd be what tenth or something at best at Vic Country. <laughs> you know, not even Vic Metro. Yeah. Um, it, it's. It's, it's, it's a not, strange it's situation, good. isn't it? Because probably in three of the last four years, I think uh, South Australia have either won the under-18 champs or they've almost won the under-18 champs. I think they won back-to-back a few years back, uh, missed out last year, and then this year uh, they lost um, because of the result in the last game. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, South Australia gets any more uh, draft picks. Well, I mean, it's the old second-best competition in Australia thing in that... Um, all the time that their NFL was being the second best competition in Australia, um, every other state league was trying to make good players for the AFL teams to get, yeah? And I think that's where we are at with the under-18s. I think that you look at the players that get selected for like WA and the Allies, and there's good players there and there's a few tries as well. But yeah. more than anything else, like they don't overload a side with guys that are 180-something centimetres. You know, SA does every year. Um, and that's why they win, because that pace and the fact that the game is not as accountable at the under-18s level as it is, you know, at AFL level, yeah. um, means that they can sort of run around and sort of be outside players all game long. And, you know, it's not fooling recruiters. Mm. Um, and that, that's where we're at. We're trying to win the competition. Um, and everyone else is trying to give get players in that can make a career of AFL football or, or even state league football, whereas we just want to win the competition, it seems. I, I don't know. Yeah. That does sound... Uh, I think that's a fair call. Um, and certainly, you look at the player types, um, and mm. I think you mentioned it quite a few times before, Portia, but there does seem to be a lot of sub-180 uh, players in yeah, South heaps. Australia's side compared to other uh, states. 
I mean, you wouldn't name a side like that in any any other league in the in Australia, you yeah. know? Like you wouldn't it, it, comparatively. Like if the, okay, you say that an amateur league is a bit shorter on average, even then you wouldn't weight it so heavily towards smaller players as the South Australian under eighteen state squad does. Yeah, that's no, very true. Mm. Uh, Johns has asked a really good question on the forum today, which is, uh, what is with South Australian prospects being touted as possible first-rounders a year out and then drifting away from that in their draft year? They're usually smaller players that look good early on, and then the bigger players get a bit more... You can see a bit more about them and what they're going to be. But also yeah. a large part of that is just demand for player types as well. You know, the draft yeah. is not the draft is not an indicative list of actual talent. Uh, at the game of football, it's desirability, and that's always important to remember. So um, that, that's why the desirability is low. Mm. I think it's a good question and a fair question, and I'm not myself 100% sure of what the answer is. I think there's maybe a, a combination of things, and you know, some peop- uh, some players peak in their draft year and, and bolt up the rankings. You look at guys like Hugh McCluggage and Tim Taranto this year, for examples of that. Others maybe plateau a bit and don't develop as expected from their bottom age year, and... Uh, we saw that with guys like Seller in previous years, and, and we spoke about Jacob Allison and uh, Harrison McCready uh, last week, uh, who probably fit that as well. Mm. Um, another thing which, in some cases, uh, may be more hindrance than help is uh, players playing senior SANFL football, which um, obviously gives them a, a great grounding of, of what to expect. They're playing at a high level against uh, you know players with with real sort of men's bodies and you know, all that sort of stuff. But um, I know in Grundy's case, and even someone like Aaron Francis last year, there were punters criticising them because they weren't getting much of the ball. And sometimes it's all to do with perception, and, and this is why recruiters get the big coin, I guess, is um, if one player is getting 35 touches a week in the under-18s and mm. another is uh, getting nine touches a week playing SANFL seniors, like how do you compare their performances? It's like really it's, hard. It's, uh, it's really bloody hard to work out, especially when you consider that probably the player that's playing seniors would also get 35 touches playing under 18s. Um, I think with someone like Grundy, um, where some clubs did actually have him as high as top five on their list, and it was just an unfortunate case of he was sort of the, the second next in line uh, when it came to that club's pick. So he fell down the list a little bit. But um, you know, guys like Dumont and, and Sam Durden also dropped in recent years as well, I guess. And I guess the follow-up to that is, uh, were clubs actually wrong in overlooking these players as well? And I've got to say, they probably aren't, really. I mean, Durden hasn't played a game yet. Jamont hasn't been anywhere near the player that he was um, touted to be. Um, guys that did go pretty early have also disappointed. Uh, there's four that stand out straight away, I think, in uh, Jimmy Tumpus, James Aish, Jared Polek, and Troy Menzel have all yep. been traded already from their original um, draft club. Sam mm-hmm. Mays, Daniel Gorringe, Jack Trengove, Christian Howard, they never kicked on. Yeah, maybe there's so, there is something wrong with their SA pathway system. Ah, oh, I think that's undeniable at this point. And I think the other thing to just on the SA NFL versus under 18s comparison is that I think there are certain types of players that can get away with things at SA NFL level that they wouldn't get away with at AFL level or at under 18s level. So, for example, if you're a player that has a good little burst of speed, um, but then maybe you don't do a lot, but you've got a good burst of speed to separate, then you can look really good at SANFL level where everyone's a bit slower. But at under-18, they're all as fast. And at AFL level, they're all pretty damn fast as well. So there's lots of little weird little hiccups like that that makes it not necessarily a direct line, even when they are playing SANFL football. It's really tricky. Yeah. Jake Johansson was probably a good example of that as well, I think. Mm. But um, 
the former Port Magpie. But again, like he was someone that uh, a lot of people sort of thought might be picked up. But at 171 centimetres, you want to be um, pretty bloody special. Well, I mean, that's sort of while we're on that topic, and it's an old topic, so I'm going to talk about it very briefly. Um, reading through one of the phantoms from what Calum Pumi or something like that, they've got two guys under 180 centimetres as pick two and three in this year's draft, and that's yeah. never happened before. So, what does that say about the draft year? Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's a good call. Um, mm. Yeah, not too sure. I mean, I guess Ben Ainsworth is one of them, and he's uh, you know, he's obviously a, a super talent. Um, yeah. And Andrew um, McGrath as well, I guess. Um, that's right. Yeah. I guess you're right. That probably hasn't actually happened. It hasn't, no. Right. Well, let's start talking about uh, some of these players. I think we've got about um, eight or nine to go through. So the first one is yeah. uh, Brennan Cox from uh, Woodville West Torrance, who's a 194-centimetre, 90-kilo uh, key position player. Can play either end of the ground. Um, my player comparison would be someone like Brian Lake. Um, he also reminds me of a little bit of Michael Hurley as well. Uh, as I said, he's a, a tall utility that can play either end of the ground uh, and can also go into the ruck. Uh, he played in defence at the National Champs uh, with some success, uh, being named to the All-Australian team. Uh, started the season there for Woodville West Torrance as well, but uh, was also thrown in the ruck um, before being promoted to the reserves where he continued his good form and also played a lot up forward as well and, and had a few bags of uh, four goals and three goals throughout the season. Um, what are your thoughts on Brennan? Look, he's tricky. Um, he's the kind of guy, like, if he's a, if he, if he stays a defender or becomes a defender, I suppose I should say, he's the kind of guy who'll play a, fun, a, a whole ton of unobtrusive games and you'll think, oh, yeah, he was all right. Mm. Um, so that's okay. You need, you know, it's good to have a player like that or a couple of players like that in your, as your key, def- uh, key defensive slots. But the main concern is it's hard. He looks like a third tall defender, but he's doing a better role than that. But the forwards he's playing against at underage level aren't very good compared to other draft years. So it's hard to know whether he's got that potential to be like a genuine, you know, every week take on the top guy, key backman, or yeah. if he's just going to be that third tall defender. And as far as draft ratings, I mean, I think that personally, I think that affects his rating enormously. Because uh, if he can be that that genuine, you know, shutdown or just counter-attacking defender, um, he's got some real potential to shoot up that draft if they think that's yeah. the case. Um, yeah. I've got more. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Uh, I'm worried that his hand passing is a little bit set and forget in that I think he finds a decision and he takes it. And if it's the first available one, he's pretty good with that. But I think that and then he stops. Yeah, that's that's a big criticism I'd probably have for him. It's something that can be worked on, but he needs to have that awareness of what the next step after he gets rid of it is. Um, but he's, And he's also really good at intercept. Um, really good at intercept marking. So again, that speaks third tall to me. You know, that's that's in that same category again. So I'm not sure what to say. Um, and I think it's just his general ball handling is a little bit weak. But I don't think it's anything that can't be corrected. So the flaws that I'm naming are all things that can be corrected. It's just a matter of whether he has that ability to really take on a, an AFL standard key forward. Um, if he's got if he's got that, if the if the recruiters think there's enough to have that, he could go first round. Yeah, I mean, there has been some rumours that he might be pushing into a late first-round position. Um, mm. I think he probably sits a little bit later than that. Probably. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes sort of to, I don't even know, someone like Hawthorne or someone like that. Um, I, I reckon uh, he'd be a really good fit at someone like Collingwood as well. Um, I think somewhere in that sort of 
25 to 50 sort of range, um, at the yeah. sort of higher end of that range. Um, he had a pretty good draft combine as well. Um, he's got a big natural leap, um, which is uh, something that holds him in good stead, I think. Mm-hmm. He's also super, super quick over 10 metres. Yeah. Uh, his top speed does fall away from that, uh, but he is very, very quick over 10 metres. Um, I think he was in the top 10% at draft combine in that, actually. Um, he's got good endurance. Um, I actually prefer him more as a key forward than a key defender. Um, I think so. I like his contested marking. I like his ability to read the play. I think he's a really good kick for goal. Um, and that big leap where he can sort of uh, jump in the air and take the ball at the highest point. Um, a lot of defenders would find that hard to uh, defend against. Yeah, and I, I guess just talking about his strength in the short burst rather than the endurance running... Um, I mean, that says key forward to an extent as well. I mean, they need to be able to do those short leads all day long. So that's yep. something he'd obviously have to work on, build up that tank. But um, if he can, he has a speed edge on 10 metres. I mean, that's much more useful for a forward than for a defender. Yeah. He's one of my favourites, I've got to say, of this of this group. Um, mm. He's been one of my favourites all year. And look, um, I'd love Port to be able to get him. I don't think we'll um, have a chance with our third round pick. I think, obviously, our first round is way too high. If we could get a pick in the uh, in the twenties, um, I would be very much thinking that I would like to pick Brennan Cox. I kind of think if we could get a pick between sixteen and twenty three, I would be good with that. Not necessarily to pick Brennan Cox, but because I think there's a whole bunch of players that I'm actually kind of like that might go around that mark. So yeah, even if sure. we didn't get him, there's a good backup. So yeah. I think that's the sweet spot in this draft. Absolutely. The next player is someone that uh, has been spoken about a lot this year, and that's Jonty Scharenberg uh, from Glenelg, uh, who's 186 centimetres, 80 kilos. He's a uh, inside-outside mid. Player comparison would be someone like Scott Thompson from the Crows. Uh, I think he's a really clever inside midfielder. I think he's got a great uh, frame to build an AFL body around. I think he's deceptively tall and does play tall, knows how to find the footy. Um, his ability... Uh, to read the play at the stoppages and get first possession on the ball is uh, is pretty much as good as anyone's in this draft. Uh, but his skills uh, do let him down on a regular basis. Yeah, I've kind of have to reach back into the memory bank for this one because when I was watching, I'm thinking, oh, I don't know, I've seen that before, I've seen that before, and I think it's he's reminding me of Adam Thompson um, in oh, yeah. that. I think he's really good at the clearance, but he doesn't run much. And when the, he's not next to the ruckman or where the ball is, I don't think he gets involved with it as much as you ideally want your midfielders to. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was a constant criticism of Adam Thompson is that he'd always have really good clearance stats, but then everything else was kind of not there. And I think that at AFL level, I think that's probably where Scharenberg probably falls. Yeah. Um, and I also think there's probably the style of his game because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't run a lot. Like he runs as much as he has to to get to where he's going, but he's not the guy that's going to chase someone down, you know, when they're when they're getting away or something no. like that. Um, and so that limits his potential to clubs, I think, as well. Like I don't think he'd ever be a good large ground player. Like I don't think any Western Australian team should even consider him as a rookie pick quite honestly, um, no, because there's just no. so much ground to cover. But, you know, Sydney Swans, maybe. They think, yeah, maybe we can turn him into an SCG guy. Why not? Um, I think that would actually work really well for him because he had a terrible, um, absolutely terrible uh, beep test at the draft combine. He got, uh, yeah. 
what was it, twelve five, I think, which was the third lowest at the draft combine behind two um, hundred kilo ruckman. So okay, yeah, uh, he's got a lot to, a lot of work to do on his endurance. Maybe it was just a bad day. I'm not sure what his testing was like earlier this year, but um, maybe it was just a bad day. But um, with that sort of endurance uh, issue um, compounded by his poor skills. Um, I don't know where he really fits in this draft anymore, to be honest. Um, I had a thought that maybe the Crows might be interested in him with their first-round pick, considering it's pretty late on to get a, uh, a homegrown player that can win a lot of the bowl. Uh, probably remind them a lot of Scott Thompson and Matt Crouch in that regard, or maybe that's too same-same. I'm not too sure. But I think now he might actually fall to somewhere, maybe sort of late second or early third round. Honestly, I think he's going to... I think he probably might fall further than that um, mm. because it's it's like what he's lacking. It's just really the, one of the most important things in AFL. Like he doesn't just have, you know, ordinary endurance. He's got substandard endurance from midfielder and at AFL level, like that, no one can have that. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I like he's sort of, if he's there at our first rookie pick, I say, yeah, okay. But any earlier, I'm really not enthused. Um, we do have limited lists. He's got, couple of years in which he'd have to develop and hopefully get far or not faster but certainly fitter um he's got a great frame to bulk up and be a really strong player um but is that the way afl is going that you have that really strong slow midfielder I'm, I'm not sure it is um i think it's probably going the other way so i'm just not sure what his place is at afl level um he he could win you know um mcgarry medals you know forever but uh, I don't think it'll translate. So, I, like I said, I, I wouldn't want him any earlier than a rookie pick myself. It's an interesting one because he does know how to find the footy and he's consistently he found the football um, a lot this year. He's got a lot of poise in the contest and his handball work is exceptional. Just whenever it, it goes near his boot, <laughs> which is where the problems come in. But I think he averaged 24 touches a game at the Champs. Um, has regularly picked up a lot of the ball all year, no matter what level um, for Glenelg. Um, had a, a game in the SANFL Seniors where he got 28 touches, <clears throat> was judged best on ground in the under-18s grand final, which they won with uh, 34 touches, 6 marks, and 12 tackles. So he does a lot of good work on the inside, gets a lot of the bowl. Um, and look, I, I think his short-range kicking is pretty clean, or it's, it's clean yeah. enough. It's when he goes for sort of 30-metre and, uh, and beyond kicks, that's where he sort of really lets himself down. Yeah, he, it's not a tool for gaining ground. It's just for securing a close-ish mark. Um, I think I think if there is going to be a role for him, it probably has to be like with a really you know like a, a ten year ago style of football team. Um, you know, back in early two thousands when we were the rucking team and we wanted to contest and have ball ups every two seconds. I mean, that would suit Sharonberg perfectly. Like ten, twenty, fifteen years ago, he would be yeah. perfectly suited to the way the game was. Yeah, it's not like that now. So I think I think he's just unlucky. And if he can find a time machine, go back to the um, late 90s. Yeah. Uh, Johns has asked a question of how does Scharenberg's beat test score affect his draft position? Is it a case of looking at how much pill he gets now and uh, can't wait to get him fit, or does he slide it even more? Uh, it's really hard to know without knowing the reasons why it was so low. Yeah. Um, if it's like he's sick, okay, well, I mean, he's sick and we don't get told that. Um, if it's that he just is not, he doesn't have that uh, endurance ability, um, it's not easy to build up. 
and particularly in a guy that, I mean, he looks like he's going to add more weight to his frame, realistically. Like, yeah. he, he looks like he's going to aggregate more muscle or whatever else if he eats badly more fat. He looks yeah. like he's not he's not going to be one of the skinny guys that you can just sort of work on their endurance and it's not going to affect them too much. I mean, he's as he bulks up, he's going to get slower, if anything. Um I don't know. I don't know. I think it'd be. I think it. I think fitness-wise, he'd be a really tricky player to manage. Mm. But then you look at someone like Matt Crouch, um, and he was considered a, a pretty high first-round pick at the start of that year. Then he fell out of the first round. Um, he was uh, pretty unfit at the championships. Didn't record many good scores. Uh, he had a lot of questions over his foot skills as well. And he's become a really good player. Uh, so it can actually happen. Yeah, it can. I don't know. I I I don't think it's in our skill set as a club to do to to use him. So I guess that's where I'm sitting. Yeah. If he's there with a third round pick, I'd pro- there's probably other players I'd rather go for with a third round pick. Okay. So. Mm. No worries. Let's move on and talk about Will Hayward, who is uh, from North Adelaide. He's a 186 centimeter, 76 kilo medium forward. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Tim Notting from the, the Brisbane Premiership okay. era. Uh, reminds me a little bit of Brett Burton, like a smaller Brett Burton. And there's a lot of Glenn Dawson about him, if you remember Glenn Dawson. Yes, I do, yeah. <laughs> the excitement machine that never did anything for Port Adelaide. I was going to say Michael Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does look a lot like Michael Stevens. He does. He's got the frame of him, that's for sure. Exactly, and, uh, yeah. Look, there's a lot to like about Will, that's for sure. He's a quick athletic forward He's got great agility, can weave out of trouble, really good pace, plenty of X factor. Uh, whether he's playing as a, uh, I guess, a leading forward or, or more of a crummer, um, I think he shows plenty of skill um, and can impact the contest. And you know, he, he's a big game player. He's going to kick a lot of goals for someone at AFL level, and he's done that all year in the SA NFL. Yeah, I'm worried his ass isn't big enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, when he's kicking, I think he takes the longest run-up I've seen since Tim, Tim Ginova. Um, yep. he, he's got a huge run-up when he's taking a set shot. Uh, when he marks, he runs a long way past the mark, and I wonder if it's just he, he's not – he doesn't seem to have a good turning circle when he's got pace yeah. up, um, which is unusual for a light guy, right? Yeah. Um, but when you couple that with the fact that his, his kicks, they lose reliability as distance increases faster than most players, um, I don't know, I think there's just a real – I don't know if it's an unsolvable issue, but this is a real issue of him getting that power um, behind his kicks and behind his running. Um, yeah. He's fast enough because he's light, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not convinced on his agility potential um, and his kicking penetration. And if he takes long, if he takes long leads from the goal line, he's going to find himself in a situation where he leads constantly too far away from goal to score. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's probably correctable, but that's what I noticed. The thing I really like about him is his uh, is his kick. He's got a massive kick on him. Can kick oh, goals from sixty. It's so meters. inaccurate, though. You reckon? Yeah, I don't. Rec- oh. I mean, I I, th- I reckon over thirty meters, he's really good. But I reckon it just suddenly really tails off after that. You're probably right, but he has kicked uh, quite a few goals from long range this year, including yeah, one absolute points monster um, in the All Stars game from about yeah. fifty five out. Um, Look, he's kicked a lot of goals this year. He's kicked, uh, what, 37 goals in 11 games for North Adelaide mm. across uh, a couple of different um, levels. Um, had a few big games, had 25 touches, 7 marks, 7 goals uh, mid-year in the under-18s. 
Uh, followed that up with uh, 22 touches, 10 marks and 9 goals in a prelim final, uh, which is pretty bloody massive. And uh, followed that up with uh, a four-goal performance in the grand final, which they lost uh, to Glenelg. Um, so he can perform in, in uh, big games. Yeah, um, look, I, I mean, I guess if we're comparing him to a player that you might be looking at bringing into the side, he's probably more Monfries-like than Young-like. Mm. Um, in that I do believe he's a leading forward type. Um, but I, he doesn't seem as strong as Monfries. Like, Monfries, you know, he's a leading forward type, absolutely, a small leading forward. Yeah. But he's got a bit of strength to him. Like, he can he can contest, you know, and if he's got someone, you know, on his back, he can hold his position strongly enough. And I'm not convinced Haywood can currently do that or has the potential to be a player regularly doing that at AFL level. So I think yeah, it's all about pace. He's pretty thin. Yeah. Um, yeah, 186 centimetres, 76 kilos. He probably needs to put on a good eight kilos, to be honest. Um, I, does he have the potential to do that? Oh, I'm really not sure. I, I would doubt that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to be ready early in his career. Um, no. I think he'll be ready sort of late year two, then looking at sort of year three when he's on a list to start really impacting AFL footy. Um, but his raw potential is there, and I think a lot of clubs are going to like that. Um, and I think he's got a pretty um, pretty decent draft range. I, I can see him going first round, sort of late first round. Um, I don't think he's going to fall out of the second round. No, I've got him down for sort of a mid-late second myself. Um yeah. I think, and if we're looking at, again, I think he's kind of the opposite of Scharenberg. I think he's the guy that I would, if I was a WA team, I'd be pretty keen on. If I was Sydney, oh, yeah. probably not so much. So. Yeah, for sure. But I think the big ground out at Subi, he, he needs space that. to work in. He uh, does, to run very much so. And, and lead at the ball, use his pace to his advantage, and um, yeah, hit the ground ball and all that sort of stuff. So Yeah, if I was free, he'd be on my list for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He's an excitement machine, and uh, I can't wait to see what he can do at AFL level. Um, I'm going to watch his career pretty closely, I think. Do you think there's a chance yeah. that Port might um, might be uh, in with a shot to get him? Uh, I mean, I guess probably not currently, he'll, but uh, well, I mean, he'll we get, be around at second nine, round. right? <laughs> uh, if we get a second rounder, he might be. But again, there's other players I'd rather use it on. Yeah. Yes. Next player um, is an interesting one. It's Jack Graham from <laughs> North Adelaide, who's a uh, 183 centimeter, 83 kilo inside mid. Um, play comparison would be someone like um, maybe Matt Prittis or Reese Conker. Uh, there's a bit of Shannon Hearn about him as well. Um, he actually won the Lark Medal at the Champs for the best uh, Division One player, uh, which is pretty remarkable. Also, obviously, was a South Australia's MVP as well. Um, but given all that, he probably doesn't look like being picked in the top sort of 25 to 30 picks. I reckon he'll go much later than that. Mm. Um, I think, unfortunately, I think he's in a position where because he's 25, no, he's not 25, but he looks 25, um, that has a lot of his edge when he's playing. He looks 25. A lot of his edge when he's playing, a lot of his ability to win contests with a bit of ease and a lot of the confidence which he plays with is because he is a 25-year-old playing against, you know, under-18s effectively as far as his physicality. I mean, he's not obviously an AFL 25-year-old standard, but, you know, regular 25-year-old bloke, he's probably around that mark. Yeah. Um, he's, a real, he's been a really early mature and it's come with the benefits and the downsides that go with that. It's hard to think he has a lot of upside. Um, yeah. He's sort of he's a bit Brock McLean, but with less to be excited about. 
Brock McClay um, was a little bit explosive, though. Yeah, that's that was, what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you take Brock McClain and you remove that ex- explosiveness There's a lot of Daniel Elstone about, about him, I reckon. Yeah, Daniel, exactly. Yes, Daniel Elstone. Thank you. That's perfect, Maka. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at with um, Jack Graham. So for me, like, the other question on Jack Graham is what role does he fill in your side? Because yeah. you sort of think, you know, if you've got a really bottomed out side, like if you are Fremantle right now and you just want to have a, a young bloke you can bring in who you might, they might one day be an okay player, but they'll actually be ready to play from day one. You might think, yeah, we'll take him with a late pick because he probably will be able to play games in year one. He probably won't oh, be all that sure. great, but he'll yeah. be able to fill a spot. Yeah. And if you're really, really bottomed outside, you might be thinking, yeah, cool, sounds good. So that might be his opportunity. I'd, unfortunately, um, if Port don't make any severe cuts to the list, we're definitely not in that position, so I wouldn't draft him. And um, I don't think he'll go before the fourth round myself. Yeah, unfortunately, it is his, uh, blah, it's his physical attributes that really let him down in terms of his draft range. Mm. Uh, he didn't test at uh, draft combine, um, unfortunately. But uh, in terms of his actual football work, um, he's a bullocking inside midfielder. I think he's a great stoppage mid. Uh, reads the play really, really well. Uh, I think he's got great leadership qualities. He was South Australia's captain as well. Yeah. Um, he does lack pace, uh, but he does work really, really hard. He runs really, really hard, provides an option all over the ground. Um, I reckon he's someone that would have super, like, really, really good endurance, uh, but just has yeah. no pace to his game at all. And I think that lack of pace is something that's going to really hold him back and possibly cost him an AFL career. And look, that might be a little bit harsh. And maybe we are overthinking things a little bit. Um, but he did look really slow <laughs> all year. At, uh, in all the highlights packages, he, he just needs to find a yard of pay somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think I would reckon a club probably will give him a go on a senior or rookie list. I think he's probably got, I think he's got a shot. I think he's got a shot at proving himself next year uh, yeah. on an AFL list. But I wouldn't get excited about it the draft day someone might pull a, a swifty and, and pick him up with a top 25 pick if they think oh, that no. hey his football quality is good enough um let's see if we can work on his uh, physical attributes but again I'm, I'm probably thinking somewhere around the third round late third round <laughs> maybe even a little bit beyond that uh i don't think he'll get to the rookie draft i think he'll go in the main draft um but look, it wouldn't be the first time that a Lark medalist has uh, gone undrafted. Yeah, I was going to... When you said uh, you think he'll go somewhere around, I'm thinking, oh yeah, he'll go somewhere around a club that goes to Arizona in the off-season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. could be. Look, I like the way he goes about his footy. That's for sure. I think um, if he can if he can get that side of his game right in terms of his, um, his running... Mm. Um, Oh, he could be a really, really good player. And look, Matt Prudis is probably the slowest player on an AFL list, and Sam Mitchell's probably second, and they're absolutely wonderful players. And he he um, sort of grows comparisons to both of those in the way that he sort of plays footy. So you never say never, and um, it could well end up that someone gets a bit of a bargain. Sometimes you do say never, but I Sometimes think you'll get a shot. Yeah. Mm. All right, next one on the list is another interesting uh, sort of body shape, and that's uh, Jake Pittman from Norwood, who is uh, 177 centimetres, 77 kilos, another sort of outside-inside mid. Um, My player comparison, I'm going to put it to you, 
Porsche is uh, two players that have played for Port Adelaide, one in the past and one currently. Who do you reckon he looks like? Uh, I don't know. For me, he looks like Brady Atkinson. <laughs> That's a really good call, actually. I never thought I'd hear that name on this podcast, so well done. You've done well. I reckon he's, uh, I reckon he's a lot like Will Snelling. Okay. And uh, quite a bit like Roger James as well. No. You don't reckon? Well, not in his football. Oh, I reckon he's a lot like Roger James in his football. No, no, because he doesn't have the kick. He doesn't have the kick. That's what? the thing. I don't that's reckon. His I don't... Best attribute, I reckon. Well, maybe, but he, he's not Roger James standard. That's for sure. Whoa, I don't know about that. Yeah, I think we're going to disagree right. on this one. We're going to disagree. I, Bring it I, on. I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't see anything about Pittman I liked at all. He's like a, I don't know, he's like a sand grey that hasn't had the years of trying to prove himself yet, so let's let him get them, you know. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't touch him in this draft, and if he is still performing okay at a, a state level in three years' time, then maybe you think about him with a late pick, but he's not He's not near it for mine. Oh, look, I'm going to agree there. I think he's uh, probably going to go somewhere like a rookie draft if he's going to get drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has actually had a really good year. He was uh, super consistent for South Australia at the championships, was really unlucky not to be All-Australian, um, has picked up a lot of the ball at SANFL level, um, in all the grades, really. Uh, he's played uh, a few games at senior level, done all right there. Um, he can find the ball. I think he's really good inside. Uh, I think he's got a booming left foot kick. Um Oh, it's really got clean. distance. Yeah, I reckon he's a great kick. Uh, he's a clean I don't like the accuracy. You don't reckon? No. The first thing I'm going to do when we stop uh, recording is go and look at his uh, his packages again, I think. Okay. Um, I think he reads the play really well at stoppages. Uh, he I agree with that. follows up the play, uh, provides an option for his teammates. Uh, I think he's a really hard end-to-end worker. But in terms of his body shape, you know, do some running, son. <laughs> It needs to tone down a little bit, I think. Well, I mean, uh, the thing I noticed with this clearance is it seems like a lot of them, like if I was the statistician, I don't know that he'd be credited with the clearance um, because he does things like a small hand pass to a bloke two metres away, but then the bloke two metres away is the one that has to work out where he's going to find an option to go to, you know? Mm. Um, he's very, very, very inside, and I, I don't I don't reckon he backs himself to be more than that, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, I think... I think if he was to get drafted and, and start playing regular sort of uh, senior state league uh, football, he would find the ability to get more of the ball on the outside. As I said, I think he's a really hard worker. Mm. Um, he's a real sort of nugget, like a little bit of a sheepdog sort of thing. Goes in hard. Um, but I don't mind his outside work, and as I said, I really rate his left foot, his, uh, left foot kick. Um, well, I mean, I, I guess going back to the Roger James things, like I don't reckon you'd ever drop... Jake Pittman in a forward pocket for most of the match? Yeah, maybe. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to see him play up forward, I guess, and probably hasn't really had the opportunity to do that um, at this stage of his career. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. look, in terms of draft range, I would say, yeah, he's he's looking like a rookie pick. Yeah. And I wouldn't want anyone else. Fair enough. Look, well, we've, got, we've got enough 177 yeah, well, guys as it is. So. That's it, you know, yeah. Yeah. Look, he could be someone that really comes good for someone. Um, he could be. He could play, you know, a good sort of 50, 100 games of AFL footy. 
I think he's got the talent. Um, it's just some other things he needs to put together. Mm. Right, next player is uh, Brett Eddy from South Adelaide, who's 193 centimetres, 93 kilos. Uh, he's 26 years old. He's a key forward. Um, if I was to relate him to a player, probably someone like Jay Schultz, to be honest. Uh, I think he's a pretty hard-leading sort of footballer. Uh, can play sort of deep, can play more across the 50. Um, I think he's got great goal sense. Really consistent footballer as well. Um, he's someone that's been around the mark for a very long time now. Um, he led Collingwood's VFL goal kicking in 2011, did his knee, moved to South Adelaide, had a terrible first year, but hasn't looked back since then, kicked 67, 42 and uh, 74 goals this year. Uh, strong on the lead, really good mark, kicked six on, or more goals on five occasions this year. Do you see him finally getting a shot this year, Porsche? He might do with someone. I'm, I'm not, I mean, because when I'm looking at a mutual player, I'm not really concerned about whether he's going to get a shot somewhere else. It's just about whether he'd be a fit for Port, and I'm not sure that he is. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not sure where he fits in. Like, is, is he going to play on the same side as Charlie Dixon? Because I, I, I don't think that'll work. And if Charlie Dixon gets injured, I mean, I don't want Brett Eddy being the, the centre point of that forward line. I'd rather we just go to an all-small forward forward line, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He, this, you look at his highlights uh, for this year, and like even the contested marks, they look like they're about an equal standard to like a Josh Jenks and Joe the Goose thing. He just happens to be near a player, and that's why it's called contested. You know, it's not really any struggles or or, you know, wrestling for the mark or anything like that. It was just all kind of pretty easy. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I just think he looks good at that standard of competition, but I, I don't see anything there that makes me think it's going to translate. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, I think he's a good lead. I think he's uh, he's yeah. relatively one-dimensional in that he's sort of like a lead mark kick sort of player. Um, gets a lot, of, a lot of his goals from that. Um, as I said, he's kicked a lot of goals this year. His accuracy is something that I like as well. Um, Johns has asked the question, would there be any point in delisting Butcher just a rookie Eddie? Um, look, I'm not sure. Maybe, like, do we need a stopgap for one year until next year's uh, Super Tolls draft? I, I don't know. Well, you see, this is the thing about it. Like, if it's a stopgap, he's going to be a stopgap for two or three years if we're going to draft in the solution. So is he the guy you do for that? I mean, if we need a stopgap, we need to get someone that is AFL-conditioned realistically. We need to trade them in. Um, and I, I don't know that we really want to do that because the guys that we could trade in that won't cost too much aren't very good and will probably be off the list fairly soon. Um, the thing that concerns me is that at the moment we've got Dixon Westhoff, um, Howard who's done a knee, and that's it. Like, that's our yeah. Christian forward options. And I think someone in the, that sort of age bracket who can come in and hopefully do an okay job. Like, I don't think anyone would expect him to come in and kick 50 goals, but if he can sort of kick a goal a game um, as a bit of a stopgap whilst Howard gets over his injuries, whilst if we draft someone this year um, and that they sort of develop, I mean, that's probably as good as you could hope for, really. Look, for me, it's a matter of if Charlie Dixon's fit, we're playing with a one key forward, and we've got, and I think we look better with one key forward surrounded by pacey forwards than with one key forward in Charlie Dixon and then um, Barrett Eddy. I don't think that looks as good for us as a side. I think that particularly given this press that we're still trying to execute and that we'll no doubt try and do again next year, I think the idea of having flexible, fast, um, accountable forwards, which I don't know how that's going to happen, but it might happen, 
um, I think that's a much more enticing prospect than the idea of putting another um, short special, uh, uh, full forward, basically an old-fashioned full forward in, in the side that will need the ball fed to them pretty much. Yeah. Um, I think if, yeah, I, look, I think he might be a bit like Podsiadli in that I think if you put him in a side that already has a very solid midfield that kicks it forward a lot, he could look okay. Mm-hmm. We're not that side. Yeah. We don't have system. We don't have the really strong midfield that's going to clear and get it forward in a similar way most of the time. So he's going to look like a goose in our side. So yeah. I, I think he might get a shot. He probably, um, but I don't think it'll be Port. And if it is, I don't think it'll be a good move. No, that's a fair call. I think given the lack of sort of quality tolls in this draft, it sort of opens the spot up a little bit for a, a mature age player like him or uh, someone like Mason Shaw to come in and do a job for someone for a, a short amount of time. But yeah, look, if, if he's going to go, it's going to be as a late rookie pick. Um, yeah, it's going to be 50-50, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Next player is Lewis Young from Sturt who's a 198-centimetre, 91-kilo key forward. Uh, play comparison, maybe someone like Sam Day from Gold Coast. Uh, he's a tall forward who can uh, also play down back and has uh, also played as a chop-out ruck for Sturt in both the under-18s and reserves this year. I think he's a really good size at 198 centimetres. is a super strong mark, really good leader. Uh, his kicking can let him down. I, he's got a real sort of mechanical kicking style, which I don't particularly like all that much. But look, his season was one of development, I thought, and um, you know he ended up playing at all three levels uh, for Sturt um, and did a bang-up job at all three. Um, so I think he's someone that has a lot of talent. He only makes this draft by 10 days. Um, what do you think of Lewis? Look, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that he really exists. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I could not... I saw him on this list of players that you said we're going to talk about, and I think, okay, I'll try and find something out about him. I don't know anything about him. I yeah. All I found was a photo of him shaking the hand of some bloke out at Mitcham. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I know nothing about oh, this guy, so I've got no comment, Mecca. Not a clue. There's minimal footage of him, I have to say. There is, <laughs> yeah. um, there's footage of him in uh, one of the under-18s uh, finals. Yeah, uh, Where he got uh, 16 touches, 7 marks, and 3 goals. So if you want to watch the whole game... You'll be able to watch him there. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a couple of other games of his on uh, on YouTube as well. But, uh, yeah, certainly footage of him has become... Uh, has been a little bit hard to find, I have to say. Yeah, it's like he's it's, it's like he's a, a person that's been created in witness <laughs> protection or something. Um. <coughs> oh, that's great. Or, 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 or he, he's the centre of a, a football-themed science fiction show where... This person's been inserted into human society and yeah. there's been a place created for them, but some people don't know that he exists. Mm. Look at... I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, mate, mate, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. Maybe he doesn't exist, you never know. But, look, he's actually had a really good year, I think. Yeah. Um, he picks up a yeah. lot of bowl for a key forward, takes a lot of marks. Um, he plays as that sort of lead-up role. I guess that's uh, sort of similar to Westhoff as well. Um, had some big games in finals this year. Um, played one game at the Champs uh, for South Australia as well. Uh, I think there's a lot to like with him. Um, but he is young. He is still pretty raw. Um, and I think if he's going to be drafted, it's probably going to be um, as a late pick. Why is that, though? Because like, if you look at his... He's played at all those levels, like you said. He's 
got genuine key position height, like 198 centimetres. He, what what are his deficiencies that's going to see him miss out on being drafted a bit earlier? Well, look, he in just a, hasn't been like spoken about. Like, as you said, he just has not been spoken yeah. about at all this year. And look, that might actually have something to do with the uh, when the AFL released the state lists. They actually got his date of birth wrong, um, <laughs> which is something you probably don't want to happen. Um, and I actually checked that up with a recruiter at, at an AFL club, and they said, yeah, they actually got it wrong. Um, and they had to oh. issue an apology to say, uh, sorry about that. This whole um, story's unravelling, Macca. This, this lie, this, this fabric of lies is, <laughs> is being torn apart thread by thread. Yeah, they got the wrong date. Sure, Macca. They actually had him down as being um, 10 days uh, eligible for next year's draft, meaning that he would currently be 16 years old or something like that, <laughs> uh, which is not true. He is actually eligible for this draft, and... Sure. Look, I'm not sure. I th- like he could go earlier. I just don't like. There's just been no talk about him at all. Maybe clubs are keeping you know, their secrets to their chest or something like that. But I would love us to pick him up. I think um, I think he's got something uh, going for him, um, and I want to see more from him. To be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, if he's got as much exposure in the NFL as that with those sorts of, um, I don't know physical attributes that you're talking about and you like him, then I'm inclined to say, yeah, let's give him a rookie spot. <laughs> Look, for someone to work from under-18s to reserves to seniors in the one yeah. year as a 17-year-old as a key forward... That's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, it's a pretty good effort. Mm. Well, I mean, he might be... Because, I mean, who was Andrew Mackey before he was drafted? Like, he went from nowhere to first-round pick in his draft year. You know, yeah. the captain happens sometimes with the happen. South Australian guys. Yeah. Um, where you go, why is he drafted that early? But then you look through and you go, why wasn't he drafted that early? Why didn't we think he was drafted that early? Yeah. So, mm. All right. We've got three players left. All Ruckman. Um, yeah. Peter Adams is the first one from Nord, who's 202 centimetres, 95 kilos. Um, player comparison would be someone like Jared Redden, I think. Um, he's a Ruck with a, a really good frame, I think. A good strength, some really neat tap work. Um, I think he's a hard runner as well. He's uh, averaged a goal a game across the whole season at all levels, which I think is fantastic. Um, so he's been successful playing as a forward. His foot skills are okay. They're not great, just okay. Um, he's busy. He's mobile. I think he's got really good endurance. Um, there's a lot to like about Peter Adams, in my opinion. Yeah, look, I don't mind him. Um, he rucks in front, so it makes him better than Matthew Lobby on day one. Yeah. Um, I think his kick, you see, is a bit ordinary, but I think by, like, you know, 17-year-old Ruckman standards, it's actually really good. <laughs> yeah. um, he hits targets a lot, uh, I, th- I thought. Um, and, you know, he's not going to hit targets as often as a Benjamin is, but Benjamin's not going to be taking a whole lot of hit outs, so yeah. that's how it goes. Um, and I think I like the fact that he follows the ball after the tap. Like, he doesn't just go, oh, okay, well, I'm done. <laughs> that's nice. It's nice to see. You want to encourage that. Yeah. I didn't see a lot of deficiencies, honestly, Macca. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm sort of reckoning might. I mean, I think he might be a third rounder kind of guy, yeah. maybe earlier. I don't know. Yep. I guess the one thing that um, disappointed that was that he wasn't invited to the draft combine. Like he only got yeah. an invite to the state combine, which means not many clubs were all that interested in him. But that's uh, okay. Which was a bit of a surprise. I thought uh, I thought he'd be an absolute monty for that. I thought he was um, close to the best performing ruckman at the championships, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, he's certainly better than the bloke you were on about last week. What was his name? Max something or Max Harry Lynch. or Max Lynch. That's the one. Max Lynch. Yeah. He's certainly better than Future better Brown. option than Max Lynch for sure. Um, so uh, look, I'd be okay with Laderman's on our list. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I think he's someone that could really develop uh, pretty well in an AFL system. Maybe ready from uh, as early as uh, year two as well. I think. I think he's got the body to sort of. Um, play senior SAFL footy straight away and uh, and go from there. Yeah, and like that's this is, you know, when I said earlier in this podcast, you know, uh, there's other players I'd rather take in the third round than John T. Scharenberg. I mean, this is one, this is for one. sure. Yeah. Yep. yep. No, it's good that we're in, in agreement uh, with this one. I, I do mm. like Peter. And uh, yeah, look, if he's there with our third round pick, I would absolutely um, look at picking him up. Yeah. Yeah. Be certainly one of the options. Uh, the Absolutely. next player is uh, Sam Draper from South Adelaide, who's 202 centimetres, 100 kilos. Player comparison would be someone like Trent West or maybe Zach Smith. Um, he's a big-bodied ruckman. He's a little bit bigger than uh, than what uh, Laddams is. I think he's uh, not as agile as Laddams. Um, I think he's a better mark than Laddams. I think he's got better skills. Uh, he's a really nice kick of the footy. Um he was named for South Australia in the under-18 champs, but didn't actually end up playing a game. Um, can I also kick goals up forward as well, which is something that I like. Uh, Sam Draper, uh, he's kind of... I would really love to live in a world where he'll be an AFL Ruckman, but I don't. <laughs> um, you know, like he's, he's, he's put his own YouTube highlights up on YouTube, which I think is fantastic for a player to do that themselves. Like, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of time for that. That's really good. Did he? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his name on the account and everything. Okay. <laughs> and he talks about where he's come from and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't oh, talk okay. about it. So I think I've seen that one. Start. I'll have to yeah, check Yeah, yeah. Um, he's got a size advantage um, in terms of his bulk, but his vertical leap's like 10 centimetres, which, you know, yeah. He's 202 centimetres, and if you're going to say, oh, and he can leap, it's like, nah, that's it. Like, he's 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 from the old days, like Primus-esque. He's, he's built for Norlunga um, and mud pits, if not for Docklands. You know, he's 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 the guy that you put in the field, and he's he's the person you talk about when you say that when it's wet weather, players don't get any shorter. Yeah? yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that's, that's him. Yeah. And I don't think we're moving towards that. As it's not just a style of AFL football, but even the sort of ground that AFL football's played at. Yeah. Um, yeah, Daniel Bass about him, I reckon. Yeah, but Daniel Bass is more agile for sure. Yeah. Um, and the other thing about Sam Draper is like he's still he's a big kid, but he's still carrying a lot of puppy fat. You know, he yeah. could be an absolute like I don't know if you've got a nightclub, he's your best bouncer you could possibly get. So <laughs> get on the phone right now because yeah. you know he'll he will throw blokes across the street. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't rate. I don't think he'll get a rookie spot. Nah, I think he. Might. I think he's too yeah. far off it. But he'll probably play. He'll probably have a crack at SNFL and probably settle in country league or something like that. And you know, maybe go through there. But yep. I, I wish. I wish. I wish I was watching football that involved him being a good ruckman. That would be mm. good. Mm. Mm. All right, that's it. Uh, final player, Jordan Sweet from uh, North Adelaide, who is uh, two hundred and two centimeters, ninety eight kilos. Again, he's probably similar to someone like Jared Redden, uh, maybe Brendan Laid as well. Um, he can play as a key position forward, which is also good. Uh, he trained at the club in the preseason as part of the AOS uh, Academy. I think he's got really good positioning at stoppages. Um, he's got good reach. He can play forward, takes a really nice grab. 
It's got a nice right foot kick. I think um, of all the three Ruckman that we've spoken about, Jordan Sweet's the, the better kick. Um, didn't have a good championship. got dropped uh, halfway through, uh, but did have a really big game um, at under-18s level, uh, playing up forward where he had uh, 22 touches, 12 marks and 6 goals, and uh, 27 hit-outs, which is uh, some pretty mean stats right there. Yeah, this is the sort of guy that I wonder... Who was it all those years ago? Will Gay for or something like that. Everyone's talking about a first-round pick, but because he didn't work hard enough, he didn't get in there. I wonder about Sweet, because if you look at him, like he looks like he should be a lot more athletic than he is. Yeah, like, he doesn't, I agree with you know, that. Yeah. Like, he's got the build of it. Like, he's not like Sam Draper, who's just, you know, he's he's a big chunk, right? But Jordan Sweet, like, he looks like he should be the sort of mobile ruckman that could really be an excellent player at AFL level. So then that kind of... Yeah, well, that, he's a bit laconic, and, you know, if he's not testing well, then that sort of speaks to mindset. So it's a matter of, like, is that hard work? Is it something that's correctable? Because we've talked, you know, multiple times in the past about Dean Cox and how he was, had terrible um, fitness when he started at West Coast, and then he, you know, became one of the best-running players in the league. I mean, if you're looking at a guy, a junior ruckman, and thinking who is the most likely to be able to replicate that, I mean, you sort of think Sweet might be. Um I don't know, like, he, he is absolutely a player that needs to just run and run and run, and he'll take a couple of years to get close to being where you want him at physically. Yeah. But his upside, it's a, it's, look, it's a really long bet. Like, this, this, this is in the same category as the bloke that put out, what, 20,000 bucks on Freire to win the Premiership next year. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's in that category of, like, the upside could be really big, but is it worth it? You're probably going to do your dough, and I kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards nah. You're going to do your dough, but gee, he's got potential. So I'd, I'd, I'd keep an eye on him if he doesn't get drafted, and then just keep in touch and encourage him and see if he's ready to go in a year or two. Yeah, I think he's going to be someone like Sam Jacobs, who's going to be overlooked in the national draft. We'll, we'll go pretty early in the uh, in the rookie draft, and someone might get a bit of a bargain there. And three, four years down the track, he's going to be um, a pretty good AFL player, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it depends on whether his his lack of endurance is or speed is because of work rate, or if it is actually a physical thing that we didn't you can't tell from looking. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see his state combine results as well. Uh, again, yeah. he wasn't invited to the uh, to the national combine, uh, so if I can get my hands on those uh, figures, that would be great. Um, not sure that'll yeah. happen though. Um, but yeah, look, he's um, he's an interesting one. He's someone that um, a lot of people have spoken about on our board this year. Um, and again, if uh, if he's around late or in the rookie draft, um, I'd be okay if we looked at him. I think uh, I don't know. Like, okay, let me put it this way: I, I'm we... have, I'm, I, I would love us to have a rookie uh, ruckman on our list next. Oh, year. I agree with that because we but haven't this... had one for a while. And I think right. it's absolutely ridiculous that we don't. Um, yep. And I think Jordan Sweet would be the perfect example of um, of uh, drafting a rookie ruckman. If I'm a person that has faith in our off-field staff, then I think he's definitely a guy on our, on our rookie list because between the genius of Darren Burgess in fitness and the return of Brendan Laid as a ruck coach, um, he should have all the support he needs. Yeah. No, that's very true. And he also spent a week at the club. So they know him. Oh, there you go. They'll have some sort of idea of uh, whether he might be able to play or not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's going to be an interesting one to see where he fits uh, on draft night. 
Yeah, and I think he is one of the players. Like, there's a lot of players on the list I don't think will go near, but he is one I think we might go near. So. Yeah. Right. Well, that's it for this evening. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Looking forward to next week. It's got more players I like in it. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's very good. So next week we'll be uh, doing our second to last um, Port player reviews on Tuesday night. And then we will follow up with the second part of uh, South Australia's draft pool uh, on the Thursday night as well. And what's the set of players for Tuesday night? I knew you would ask me that question. And I still haven't prepared. It's the uh, down and out. It is the down and out. No, it's not yes. the down and out. It's the uh, not... up and oh, down. It is oh, the okay. And and that... Okay, so there's two more to go. Yeah. Yeah. There is two two left. Cool. So thank you, everyone, that uh, tuned in and listened. Um, once again, uh, check out the, uh, the relevant thread on Big Footy for some uh, sort of photos and vision and some more information about these players as well. And uh, we will uh, speak to you all on uh, Tuesday next week. I am looking forward to it, Macca. It's going to be great. Yeah. Absolutely. No worries. Calm the ports. Calm the ports. One last hurrah. Loads up. They need a mark and then a goal. West off almost. Motlock couldn't quite. Enright. Good tackle. Cassisi to win it. Cassisi does win it. Oh!